Yo, 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 what's up everyone, how you guys doing today? Hope everyone is good, because I'm good, it's been a crazy week, um, but yeah, we're back at it, and so um, I just want to thank you guys for listening, all the true listeners, um, and if you guys have been enjoying the podcast so far, I would love it if you would consider donating so that I can bring you better content. Uh, I have a huge goal right now just to get out into the community, and I see Faith to Talk getting out into the communities and uh, just, you know, partnering along with nonprofits, giving back to people who need it the most, uh, maybe even running my own nonprofit, uh, but all for the purpose of changing communities and blessing the world and others that need it. And so your donation would really help go towards that. And then it would also just help make, you know, better content, better transitions and expand the reach so that I can talk to more people. Uh, so if you guys feel at all um, pressed to do that, I would love it if you would consider it. Um, so today we're going to be talking about motivation. So let's get into it. All right, guys, we are back and, uh, yeah, it's story time. Um, so we're talking about motivation today and, uh, I know it's been some time since I have, brought you guys an episode and that is because honestly i've just been struggling to find the right motivation you know i haven't been really really inspired inspired lately and um yeah you know and so here's what happened i you know I, i attempted to make a couple of episodes and it just wouldn't upload for the life of me i couldn't get it to save and uh you know i was just struggling to actually keep the desire to keep going even um and just mini sermon inside of this message is that a lot of times when you have an idea and an opportunity to do something, there will 99.99% of the time be something to push you off track. And I think it's it's for two reasons. I think one, the universe and or the devil, depending on what your beliefs are, <laughs> are seeking to push you off of that track, you know, and you're destined for great things. You know, you, you are creative and you have great ideas you know, and those ideas can really help people. You know, it might influence, you know, um, a couple friends, it might influence your community, it can influence your city, it might influence states, you know, who knows. But I do know that dreams were given to people for a reason. And uh, there is an enemy out there, there's an adversary that does not want to see that come to fruition because he wants to keep people in bondage. Um, so when you get that idea, I would say to put it in your hand put it in a locket somewhere, metaphorical locket, not an actual one, but you can do that too. And put it close to your heart and squeeze it with everything you got and do not let go because you need to understand that when you have a life-changing or a life-altering idea or a dream, yeah, there's going to be some people that want to, you know, steal it from you because maybe they're not ready to deal with, uh, you know, just the stuff that comes from it, you know, um, or maybe they're not ready to see you get that that level of success. And so um, if you have a dream, please cover it, protect it, hide it. Um, sermon over. Anyways, so uh, with uh, with, you know, this, you know, the roadblocks that came just through by way of, you know, technical difficulties and loss of motivation, I almost stopped, but I recalculated and now I'm bringing you what we have today. And so um, before I get into uh, motivation, though, I need to help you guys understand how we lose inspiration, how we lose motivation, and actually why it happens. Um, 
once you understand why we're losing motivation um, and kind of how it happens, I think you'll understand more how to combat it. But the reason why it's key to understand how it happens is because it happens subconsciously. A lot of the times, you know, you'll you'll go to sleep, you know, or, or you'll you'll come home from work, you know, and after a full day of just hearing people talk negatively and then you watch the news and then you just become desensitized to all the crap that's happening in the world. You go to sleep and you wake up and you just kind of lost a bit of that desire to continue pushing forward, you know, and you don't even notice that it happened because, again, you're just desensitized. Um, and I always like this illustration, um, but consider Consider what has to happen when you go get your tooth pulled. Um, you know, the dentist doesn't sit you down and yank that tooth out right away. They they give you a small shot first to numb you. Right. And so um, you're sitting down in this chair, you know, and he's talking to you and then he s sticks this really sharp but small um, needle in your gums. And that numbs you or desensitizes you to the pain that you are undoubtedly about to go through. Um that's the same way that, you know, the society does, does it today. You know, we, um, we, we go to work and, you know, we spend time with people who maybe don't have the same beliefs as us or aren't interested in building us up with, you know, with their words and conversation. And then, you know, we look at the news and just see all that's going on in the news today with, you know, murders and, and, you know, just racism and, uh, you know, just hate just everywhere, you know, and what that is, is just a giant needle in our heart and it's desensitizing us to everything that's going on around us. And um, just a byproduct or a result of that is, um, you know, just a, a weakened desire, you know, to or weakened motivation uh, to continue fighting for our dreams or building our lives up. And this happens so very subtly. Um, but consider this. So I am or let me say I consider myself to be someone who is very socially aware. I feel like I have a skill uh, in reading people. And, um, you know, so generally, generally I can distinguish between quote unquote good and bad. I feel like I can distinguish between somebody that has good intentions and someone that maybe has not so good intentions. Um, but with that, there was a period of time and this happened more than once, but there was a period of time where I started looking at, you know, my white brothers and sisters questioning everyone, everyone that I met questioning their motives, you know, and trying and trying intentionally to read them. Generally, it kind of just happens subconsciously. But what would started happening recently is that I'm trying to now look inwardly and say, who are you really, though? Like, do you really like me? Do you really like black people? Like, you know, and I'm just and this happens because of what I'm seeing on media. Right. And so people that I know love me and that I know care about me, um, I'm starting to question, you know, well, do you? Because those people, you know, also said that, yeah, I'm not racist. But then see, look at what they're doing on, you know, on TV. And so um, just seeing all these things kind of started to desensitize me to, you know, where someone probably has to hang out and I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know if I really want to, you know, or someone will say, Hey man, you know, like I'm really praying for you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. No, you're not, you know, <laughs> and, and, but it happens so subtly. Um, and so I'm not saying that even me, because I'm this great person, I'm just saying that that's how it happens. And so that's, that's just one way that you lose inspiration is by the decent or, or just the, the crap that we look at and the, the things that we take in. And so how do you stop doing that? Well, one, I think it's fairly simple. I think that at first we need to acknowledge that it's actually happening, right? You know, when we look at the media, we look at TV, we look at the news, we look at Facebook, we look at Twitter, um, you know, YouTube, all these different media outlets. Um, and, and we just, we let it just intrude our, you know, our, our being. And then we walk away. I think that we need to acknowledge one, that 
it's a medium for information to channel through because I don't think that we really give media outlets that credit. And then we also need to understand that it truly does have an effect on us. You know, I would always tell myself, you know, I'm stronger than that. You know, I, I don't fall uh, prey to um, subliminal messaging and all that stuff. And it happens though. It really does. And it's not subliminal. It's just blatant. It's in your face. But I think that we need to be better at recognizing that this actually does have an effect on us. You know, um, the subconscious is a huge part of our brain. And if we're not thinking about it, it's still running in the background. And so um, not only do we need to acknowledge that it's a possibility, but we also need to limit it. Um, I have been very good recently uh, with really just tuning out the media. You know, I, I don't want it to, I don't know. I just don't want it to play a part in, you know, in my thought process. And, and that's just me, you know, you guys might be made differently and some people are stronger than others. Some people are, you know, less sensitive than others, but I'm pretty sensitive to it. And, uh, you know, and so for myself, I choose not to watch it. You know, there are people that love watching, um, you know, news and, uh, updates on, you know, Donald Trump and, you know, what he's doing. And, and I'm just not interested. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not, and it's not because of my personal views on him because, you know, I, I don't like the guy. Um, but I do respect his position. Um, I just choose not to watch it because I haven't seen yet anything good come from it. And if there is good coming from it, you have to search for it, you know, and I just don't really have the energy right now, nor the time to put into finding it. So therefore I just cut it out of my life and I focus on things that will build me up instead of things that either will be neutral or will tell me down. Uh, and so, um, that's one way to battle this loss of motivation. You have to really be, um, I think cognizant of what's entering your temple, what's entering through your ears and your eyes and, you know, what's, you know, who you're rubbing shoulders with. And, um, so how do we regain it uh, when we lost it? I heard you ask that question and I'm going to answer it. I think that um, it's key. So I sent an email uh, to people who have subscribed to the website or actually just signed up um, through the website, faithtalk.com. So please take a minute and go do that after this episode. Um, but what I sent out was um, it, it said, do me a favor. And that favor was a couple different things. And so I'm going to ask you guys to do the same thing. Uh, so if you're still listening, do me a quick favor. Um, and this is also kind of a mini sermon. So forgive me if I get too preachy. But um, I talked about earlier, you know, just dreams and and what what the world, what the universe, what the enemy, what our friends, quote unquote, tend to do when we you know express a dream. Um, so if you guys are dealing with that right now, I want to take a second and just uh, we're going to, I'm going to provide you a minute <laughs> in this episode to do what I'm asking. So just, just think about something that you've lost. I know that a lot of us have had dreams. We've had ideas, we've had goals, you know, we've had, you know, just these plans to accomplish something, to build something, to start something, to go somewhere, to say something to a person. Um, if you've had that dream and you've just let it go, I want you just to take a second and just think about it. That's it. Just get that dream back in your mind. And once you've done that, I want you to then remember or just ask yourself, uh, why did I have that dream in the first place? You know, maybe your goal was to strengthen a relationship. Maybe your goal was to climb higher in the career world. Maybe it was to just simply make more money. Maybe you wanted to get healthier. Maybe you wanted to, you know, I don't know, experience something that you never experienced. Um, regardless of what your why is, I need you to remember the why. And once you've remembered the why, I want you to then remember um, the feelings associated with that why. So 
one of the things that I, I told you that when, you know, we get that giant shot to the heart, which numbs us, we, we forget everything that we felt connected to that dream. Um, I had a dream one day to be, uh, uh, what was it? An event planner. <laughs> and, uh, I had this dream because I had a dream actually, literally I had a dream, um, of me taking a phone call and I think I was actually hitch from the movie hitch in this dream. So don't judge me. But, um, in this dream, I was Will Smith and I took a phone call and, um, I said, yeah, you know, I can do that. I can get it done. You know, how many people do you want there? And I was in New York and I just created this event from nothing. And a bunch of people went out to the event and I had a fun time and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I think I want to be an event planner, you know? And so, um, I cannot tell you just the joy that I, that I felt with just having the dream. I didn't go research what it takes to get there. I didn't research what it looks like. I didn't research, you know, places that I could be doing it or how much I get paid um, or people that I could meet. You know, I just simply had an idea and I felt joy. Why? Because dreams are super fulfilling when you accomplish them or even when you get started, you know, starting something feels just as good, in my opinion, as finishing it most times. But what happens and what happened over time is I started to become desensitized. You know, things started happening. I started seeing that a black guy getting hired for that sort of job is next to impossible, you know? And so what that started doing though, is just instead of motivating me and re recalculating, um, allowing me to recalculate, like with the podcasts, it just started robbing me of that joy, you know, and I let it happen. I didn't check it. But what I want you guys to do is just remember that feeling and hold on to that feeling. Um, and once you do that, um, start to start to think of steps that you can take to get there. Um, and here's what's happens. And this is, this is so funny to me. Um, we, let me say our minds rather our brains, when we think to do something or when we have like a, maybe a to-do list in our mind, we, we start to, uh, look at it in, in this just giant bubble, you know, there's this giant circle that I can't even see completely. And there's all these different things inside of it, you know, and instead of, instead of us being able to focus on one step at a time, we look at it as this, just this giant room full of stuff that I got to get done, you know? And so there is definitely a very huge key to write it down. Um, but other than that, it's just look up the steps that you have to take, you know, and this is what I did. I looked up the steps that I needed to take to get there. And I realized that this thing that seemed once super unattainable was actually very close to happening. You know, I needed to get, you know, just a couple more years of education. Um, and then, you know, maybe I had to make a portfolio, you know, and then I could get into, um, maybe like this entry program. And I was like, wow, that's it. You know, that, you know, I thought that I had to do this, this and that, and I had to go here and I had to complete this and I had to take all these tests and it really wasn't as hard as my mind was making it to be. So, um, for you guys, just maybe sit down and, you know, remember that dream, remember how it made you feel, remember why you wanted to do it and then look up the steps it takes to get there. You know, maybe it's not as far off as you might have thought, you know, and then consider how far you've come so far. And then the last step, this might not be the last step. So I might update this after I'm done with this quote unquote last step. But the last step that I have for right now is uh, remember your strengths or just admit your strengths to yourself. And I've asked this question to a lot of people before. And I understand that in most cases, um, some people will say, I don't really know what my strengths are. You know, maybe we're just being, you know, uh, falsely humble or we're actually we truly don't know what our strengths are. So here's how you figure out what they are. You can either 
ask someone <laughs> and they'll tell you more often than not, most people know our strengths way better than we know it because they see it. You know, we don't on a daily basis do things, accomplish them and then say, oh, my gosh, this was the strength that I used to accomplish this thing. You, you just kind of do it. Right. But other people will say, man, it took a lot of blank to do that thing. You know, so if there's someone that knows you really well, ask them what your strengths are, you know, what they think your strengths are. Or if you truly, truly don't have anyone like that, consider the last time you've achieved something. And this doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be something very small, but consider something that you've done. You had an idea about and you accomplished, be it cleaning a house, you know, and, you know, I was spending, you know, a couple of weeks being lazy and I just had this goal to clean something and I finally did it. The strength in that or skill, I should say, was probably just, you know, intestinal fortitude. You have <laughs> you have this ability to self start. You know, you have this ability to to jump up from, you know, a lazy spout um, and achieve something. You know, that's a skill. That's a trait. <clears throat> and so consider the last time you've accomplished something. And then ask yourself what it took to accomplish that thing. Um, for me, I uh, I got into a new position at, at the the place that I'm interning at, and um, I think that it took a lot of people skills. I think it took um, a little bit of head strongness, if that's a word. It's not, but it will be today. Um, it took uh, it took some determination. You know, those are skills. Um, now. Are they like refined skills? No, not really. But they're skills that I have and I can pull them out in a pinch. And so, um, yeah, consider what you've accomplished so far and what it took to accomplish those things. And, you know, that's probably some skills or strengths that you have. And or let me say, if you can't do that, then just consider something that you actually like doing. When you talk to people, do you like encouraging them? Do you like talking to people? Do you like rather being alone and just thinking? Are you at your best when you're alone and can write something down and think, you know, out? a solution for something. Um, consider those things. Those are probably strengths of yours, you know? And so however you have to find it out, just remember your strengths and keep them close to you because I promise you this world is very good at one thing. It's actually good at a lot of things, but one of the things that it's really good at is just stripping us of, of our strengths or even the knowledge of our strengths. And so that's how you regain inspiration, um, by doing those things. Um, or there's some of the ways there's plenty of other ways. I'm pretty sure licensed psychologists could tell you I'm not licensed. So moving on, we shall. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, that's how you regain your inspiration, but how do we encourage others? And, and this is tough because I believe that in, in a small way, encouraging others is a skill that not everyone has. Now I say that carefully because it does not mean that not everyone can encourage someone. I believe that everyone can encourage someone. I just believe that there are some of us who are better at it than others. <laughs> and that's, you know, just being honest. Um, but so if you don't think, and I'm going to speak to the least of these first, if you don't think that encouraging is your skill, then I would then say, maybe you don't have to use your words. I think that when we think of doing something like that, you know, how am I going to encourage this person? I have, <laughs> I'm not going to say it because she's listening, but there is an individual who is, uh, career wise and professionally a lot further along than I am. Uh, this person is, has more education, has more life experiences, way more well-traveled, you know, but one of the things that I love doing with people is encouraging them, you know? And so my question to myself was how the heck am I going to encourage this person that knows infinitely more than I do? Right. Um, 
here's what happens. Um, there's two ways to encourage someone and psychology will tell you this also. Um, there's two ways to encourage someone, you know, you can obviously, you know, have like a session with them. You can sit down and just tell them that you see something that they don't, which I've been able to do before, or more commonly use your presence. You know, I think that we, we overshoot the mark when we think that we need to speak, you know, and you don't need to speak. You don't need to use your words. Not, not all the time do people want to hear something from you. They just, and I don't think that encouragement lies in words alone. I think encouragement also lies in presence. And so it's called being a healing presence. How can you be a healing presence with someone who needs encouragement? You know, um, and I'm not saying don't use words at all. I'm just saying don't focus on the words because the words aren't what's important. It's your presence with them. Um, and so how can you be a healing presence with someone if you don't know how to be? It's it's simple, really. Um, if you're someone's go-to person, if someone is opening up to you and confiding in you, just tell them you'll be there. You know, maybe they need to, uh, you know, just recap. You know, maybe they need to process and they need an ear to verbally process be that ear. That's a healing presence. If you're with them physically, just sit with them, ask questions. You know, if they're, if they're telling you something and you feel like there's more that you can uncover, then uncover it, ask those questions, go deeper and have them walk through that journey with you. And what will more than likely happen is they'll start thinking of solutions themselves. People are verbal processes, I think, more than they like to admit. And that's just a personal opinion of mine. I know that other people process different ways, but I truly think that the more you start to get people to open up, they'll realize that they're really actually verbal processors. And so the more questions you ask and the more you're just there, you know, a touch on the shoulder, a pat on the back, a hug, you know, maybe a kiss if, you know, you, you like that person, um, you know, then then do that, you know, but it, your presence and being there and not being quick to open your mouth and say, I think you need to do this. Um, the more that you, you know, you're just there for them. I think that that's healing and that's encouraging, you know, and they're going to credit that to you regardless of if you said something or not, you know, just you being there is enough. And so, yeah, that's how you encourage someone if you don't think you're good at it. But then also with words, encourage them by encouraging them, you know, here's what's <laughs> here's what's good to me. I love when people tell me about myself. That That is my most favorite thing that someone can do to me um, because we're all just big giant ego machines and I, I'm being facetious, but there's a truth to it. You know, people like hearing about themselves. People like being told what they're good at and why they're awesome and, you know, why they're amazing and, you know, why you think, you know, the good things that you do about them. Um, there is another individual in my life who, again, that person might be listening, so I'm not going to say it, but they will probably know who I'm talking about that loves to ask, why do you love me? You know, <laughs> why do you like being with me? You know, and we ask that because internally we all have this desire to be accepted and to feel important, you know? And so, uh, when you encourage someone, just keep telling them things about themselves that they probably don't hear that often, you know, or even if they hear it or not, you are strong, you are important. You have to, you, you are determined, you know, you're the person for that role. You know, you can do this. You're smart. You're wise. You're funny. You know, you're this, you're that, you know, just keep saying you are statements. You can statements. Um, I believe this about you. You know, the more you do that, you can speak encouragement and you can speak motivation into someone, you know, just through words alone. Words are powerful. Words can affect the brain chemistry and what we think to be true. And we can start doing that thing because someone said it over us. Here's what's funny. Sometimes it's easier to do a bad thing than it is to do the good. 
And you want to know why that is? It's because it's easier to see ourselves doing the wrong thing than it is to do the good thing. Um, you can't do it because you can't see it, right? Why is it so common for people to say, ah, oh, I really need to work out, but they just don't do it? It's because it's easier to see themselves eating and, you know, just relaxing than it is to see them getting up, not eating, turning off the TV and leaving after work to go work out. And that's that's not, by and large, the 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 only reason why. But, it, it, you know, it's a very big reason, you know, and so I would say that the more you speak something positive over somebody, it then allows them to see it and then they can start walking towards it. And, uh, and that's really all I got for you guys, you know, so that's just how you keep people encouraged. And that's how you encourage yourself. Really remember your why, remember the feeling attached to it. Um, pay attention to things around you that steal that motivation and inspiration from you and then walk along somebody else that you see struggling and just give them all of these tips. Um, so yeah, guys, really, um, I really just hope that the, I guess maybe the moral (laughs) and the goal for this episode is I hope that it led someone to pull that dream out of their back pocket or pull it out of their closet, you know, and dust it off, set it on the table and then just plan around it and say, you know what, this dream is still worth fighting for, because I can tell you that the world needs your dreams unless that dream is to open up a marijuana shop. The world doesn't need most of those. And I only say that because I've been talking to a lot of people that says that that's their dream. Um, dream bigger. That's a, that's a good dream. I don't want to, you know, maybe it was your dream to own a business in which case ignore everything that I'm saying. I'm just, trying to make a joke. So anyways, um, you know, dust that dream off and realize that your dream is worth fighting for. Realize that the world could benefit from your dream and you could change the world, you know, and it always just starts with that one person. Um, so guys don't quit. Don't stop. Realize that you are strong and this is okay. I'm glad that I said it because this is what I wanted to end with. Um, if you don't remember anything else from today, remember this, everything and just actually consider this to be truth. And I want you to meditate on it. I want you to think about it. And I don't want this to leave you for the next week. Just think about this statement and consider this truth. Everything that you need to succeed right now, all lies within you. You're never unequipped. You're never unprepared. Everything that you need to be great and get to that next level and to achieve that thing that you see in your mind, it lies within you. So that means that right now at this very moment, If you want something, you can truly go make it happen. That doesn't mean that you don't have steps to take because there are always steps and it's always a journey, but everything that you need lies within you. And so all you have to do is unlock it. That's it. That's all you have to do is just search within yourself and say, what do I really need? Do I need more strength? Do I need more uh, determination? Do I need less fear? Do I need more encouragement? You know, do I need less procrastination? Yes, you do. Um, and so just consider that, you know, everything that you need lies within you, you know, um, and it just it lies with you to find out how to activate it. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for uh, sticking with me. Thank you for considering donating. I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate the, the listens. And, you know, um, if you guys want to hear more, if you want to stay um connected to, you know, all these different thoughts and different stories, because I definitely have way more stories. Um, consider going to the website, www.faith2talk.com, faithtotalk.com, um, or just check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, any of those things. And I would love to stay connected with you guys. I would love to send you emails, um, and all that great stuff. And I'd love to pray for you. So hit me up guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great Monday and I hope you have a great rest of your week. I'm out.